Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, Zach. Hey, speaking of Zach Dresch, he will be headlining at Boss's Comedy Club in T Friday, June 23rd, and has asked me to be the feature act. Thank you, my friend. I do definitely appreciate that. Along with the chance to work with you and Emily Wilson. She's going to be host and opener. Again, that's Friday, June 23rd. Hey, speaking of Emily, she and I are going to be co-hosting a benefit for Mighty Corson Art Players Saturday, June 3rd. We have a great lineup of variety acts scheduled for that show being produced by The Vaughties. Details to come on both of those events coming soon. In fact, Another reason for you to follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and Instagram is we will provide you with updates on those events, as well as many other things. As for today's episode of this podcast, April Van Leersburg of Van Art Studio is going to tell us about an art show tomorrow night that benefits Garfield Elementary. In fact, the artists are all from Garfield. Then later, we hear from John Gaskins of the Sioux Falls Canaries as they start their season next week. He tells us what we can expect for entertainment at the Birdcage. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. What you toast with for the weekend eve is going to be dependent upon what time of day, where you're listening, etc. Which also means it's going to determine what you're toasting with. Do you have a cup of coffee? Do you have a glass? Do you have a mug? Do you have a tumbler? <laughs> you know the glass that I really like, though? A decent. Yeah, it's an older bar, bar glass, but I always love those decents. And speaking of, here's what we're toasting to. We're toasting to the 60s and 70s. Not just two great music decades. But now, finally, great temperatures. Nice enough to be outside at the Firefly Oasis to, to grill, enjoy some Jasper Newton, and to enjoy the 60s and 70s in both regards. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky in Tea. Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool. Have fun listening to great live music from local musicians. You can have fun singing at karaoke, or, as in tomorrow night at the Sky, have fun testing your knowledge at trivia. 
Oh, it's going to be a dandy because it's Cinco de Mayo, and it's all about the fives. And if you win, you can give yourself a high five. But maybe you need uh, a big room to hold a company party or hold a benefit. That's why the Sky has that big back room. It fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week. This week, we say congratulations to Jill Engel. We'll be in touch with you, Jill, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster, brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out that very fun, incredibly flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. So what was it this week that made Dave smile, laugh, guffaw, or maybe shed a tear? And not just a tear of happiness, but a tear for drama's sake. Well, it's to the incredible variety of shows that were available to go to last weekend. My love and I saw Improv Falls on Friday night, then MCAP's production of At Long Last Leo. Uh, Two very impressive shows, one of amazing comedy, and the other of incredible drama. Now, we had seen Cinderella the week before, but it was taking place at the Orpheum, and the Broads, now golf. Sadly, we didn't get the opportunity to see the Broadcast Theater at Willow Run Golf Course, but I'm sure we will get to another one of those shows again very soon. So coming up later in the show from the Sioux Falls Canaries, Game Day Entertainment Director John Gaskins. Up next from Van Arts Studio... April Van Leersburg on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. It's another Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversation on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You know the pleasure I have in talking about 
Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. You know when I get a great guest back, how much I love that too. And it's especially fun when they're helping out a charity too at the same time. April Van Leersburg from Van Art Studios. How are you? I'm great. It I'm has. Great. It's been too long. It has been too yeah, long. Yeah, we haven't seen each other all winter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, we got on this track of seeing you like the first Friday of every month. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time uh, at your studio and a few other times we were in there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, here's winter. Oh, <laughs> it was a tough one, wasn't it? That it was. No doubt about that. We were commiserating about it before we started our official conversation here uh but you made it through made it you're ready for first fridays again and you're going to start them off with a charity event i am this friday okay so tell us the hours and then who we're benefiting first off yes so it's a little variance on what we normally do Mm -hmm. usually five to nine this time we're going to do four to eight thirty that way, because it's for Garfield Elementary School. Excellent. That way the teachers and kids can come yeah. right down after school. So that should work good. Um, we're really excited because it's their first year of fundraising, and they're really needing those funds for all the family nights and so forth. Right. So and, we're excited. And hopefully it, uh, that translates into some of their art projects too then? Absolutely. <laughs> and the kids, they had so much fun doing this. So they got chosen based on leadership skills and how, you know, how they're behaving in class and so forth so only some got chosen okay and they were super excited we we showed them samples of what we wanted them to do a couple classes had different themes they were going on and they just had a blast the kids were great it was so much fun so did you get to go over there and and see a lot of that then while it was taking place yeah so i helped so okay there was three of us and we went down to the school went into a separate room and set these kids up and went to town showed them what we're looking for and they did a great job. What ages uh, are involved then? So it's it's all elementary school. Mm-hmm. And so we did um, for first and second, we had a, a theme, third and fourth, and then fifth and sixth. So, all right. And what yeah. were they then? So we have, um, let me make sure I get this right, love, diversity, and leadership skills. Ooh. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I like how it progresses, too, for those ages then. Yeah. Uh, and uh, are you hoping this becomes an annual event? Yeah. You know, if it goes well, we'd love to do it again. And I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do a school. I think it's a great charity to support. And I think it's really good to encourage the kids to be doing art and to show them there's a possibility of some sort of a career with art and just get them excited about it. So. Hopefully. And the other thing is, you know, it's... it's Regrettably, it, it's sad that we've come to so much having to raise funds yes. for public schools. Yes. But we all know the situation, especially in this state, yeah. uh, and that uh, education tends to uh, fund a lot of different things that don't necessarily fund truly educational and mind working things such as art absolutely and uh, so I, i'm happy that uh, this is taking place because uh, I, I certainly would advocate for it yeah. uh, and uh, want to see that happen and so garfield's going to be going great guns and but yeah. surprising that you know say uh, first time for fundraising for that group then yeah that, i was surprised yeah. to learn that too from one of the teachers said that this is the first year they've really done that um, but so this is great, and 100% of the proceeds go to the school. Perfect. So, All right. So win-win. So, yeah. <laughs> now, and, and and even though the uh, you know the child won't be getting money for their artwork, right? 
directly. They're indirectly getting it. Yep. But still, there's got to be some pride in one apiece sells for them, doesn't there? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think they're pretty pumped up. I think they're pretty excited and proud of themselves. So you can't beat that. Yeah, true. All right. <laughs> and uh, so first and second, third and fourth, fifth and sixth, three different uh, themes uh, one for each of those subsections, and uh, it's... You know what? I think I got that wrong. I think oh. it's kindergarten and first, oh, second my. and third, fourth and fifth. Okay. Okay, correction, correction. All right. Well, we got that straightened <laughs> out just in time, didn't we? I'm not a teacher. Because today's Thursday and tomorrow's the show. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it's going to be awesome. I could just feel it. And uh, So how many total pieces are so there? We have about 40. Okay. So and we're selling them all for $30 each, but of course a person couldn't donate more exactly. extra if they want they also yeah. get a tax write-off slip mm -hmm. for that donation so another win-win there um, so we're hoping people are generous and excited and help us make our goal i'm i'm hoping for three thousand dollars that's my goal for the school that would be excellent yeah yeah nobody's going to turn down three grand are they no i don't think so <laughs> Wouldn't you like your piece to get three grand? Yeah, actually, I would. Yeah. Nowhere near that yet. <laughs> are, are we going to see some other art there, too? Some of the things that are in Van Arts at the no, moment? Or is it all coming show. down for the show? I want all the attention on the Just fundraising. Just the kids. Oh, yeah. cool. So, um, but in the future, you know, as we do shows for the rest of the season, I'm thinking we're going to open a couple rooms of other art for sale besides the featured art mm -hmm. artists. Uh, stuff that we have, stuff I have, and and put those at a discounted rate and see if we can't move some of those things. So. All right. So did the kids have, uh, in terms of a format, they could only go, you know, uh, 8 by 10 or was size uh, yeah. whatever they wanted? Yep. We had smaller size for the younger kids. Okay. Uh, 10 by 10, I believe. And then we went up to 16 by 20. So different sizes for oh, different ages. 16 by 20, though. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've turned out good. So. Yeah, and you know what I really hope uh, doesn't happen at this? I hope that it's not just a parent buying their child's stuff. I hope not, too. Um, let's support this. You know, as an arts community, get out there and buy a piece and, uh, you know, and throw a few extra bucks their way, too. Absolutely. You know, so do that. Uh, and then you can proudly display it, you know, and I'm hoping maybe it, uh, some of it goes to, uh, you know, some children's clinics, different places like that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, uh, people need to, the one good thing we have going is Sioux Falls is an incredibly generous community. Really? They are. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and obviously the, uh, the charity events have been, uh, working out for you and so forth. Yeah. And so, uh, there, there's more to come, I'm sure. Yes. When you started doing it, did it, uh, go beyond what you expected? In regards to charity shows? Yes. Yeah. You know, that, that big charity show we had last year that you attended, mm -hmm. boy, people have so much fun when it's auction style like that. True. I mean, and we, I don't know if I told you this, but we ended up selling out every piece. That's right. Yeah, because we had a gentleman come in at 7.30. And whatever hadn't been. Yeah, he just put a bid on everything that hadn't been bid on. And so then by the end of the night, I mean, he still got overbid on things. But uh -huh. by the end of the night, it was sold out. That's excellent. So that was wonderful. And that particular show, her goal, because they were trying to get this website going, um, was 3000 And we came in with 3200 Perfect. So, yeah, definitely exceeded my expectations. Yeah, so that 3000 that you're going for this time? 
should be able to be done We're again. We're hoping so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be awesome. <laughs> All right, so that's, uh, again, tomorrow night, starting at 4.30. 4. 4. 4 right, af- right after school right for after school. Uh, Garfield. They yes. can get down there and... Uh, you gonna let them like talk about their pieces? Yeah, or... I'm hoping they do. Some of them are pretty shy. You yeah, know how that goes. Exactly. Some kids are. Kids. Some kids will have a lot to say, and some might not have much. <laughs> but I know a lot of grandparents are coming oh, yeah. down, and, different and I'm things, wondering, so. you know, how how tough uh, some of the crowd might be, like. So tell me, what were you thinking about uh, this particular piece? And so forth, you know? <laughs> get that usual art speak in yeah, that absolutely. people love to do. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be a great uh, thing, uh, not just for the community uh, of Garfield Elementary, but also for the community of art. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much. You always are, are thinking this way, April. Well, it's, thank uh, you. It's great. And uh, so in the meantime, tell us more about uh, Van Art Studio right now. What's been going on there? So we're gearing back up for our next season. Um, mm-hmm. Got the lineup. Uh, we have every show booked through the fall, so that's wow. good. We're ready to go. Um, selecting pieces, seeing all kinds of neat art. So we're not. I don't have any themes this year, but we have some great artists coming up, and I won't wreck the surprise quite yet of okay. who and what there and when. Questions four, five, and six. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> just a reason for me to reach out to you and exactly. let you know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> that always works too. <laughs> yes, but first Fridays. So it'll be first Fridays. First Fridays. Come Perfect. on down to one twenty yeah. North Phillips. And uh, just a, a fun little studio, too. I, I love sure. walking in there and uh, seeing things on the walls and seeing things that I can't afford and then seeing <laughs> the things that I really would love to and seeing the things where my wife says, uh, we don't have any room left. You really don't. You really don't. I mean, what an art collector you are. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, they're all local. Yeah, that's great. That's the thing. I love you know? that. I, you know, I, I always say this when I talk to you. Don't go buy your art at home goods. Yep. Buy from a local artist. Exactly. Support your community. Yeah. And, and have uh, an original piece. You never know who's going to get big true. anyways. Yeah. So. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and, and even if that's not the case, uh, get it because you like it. Yeah, absolutely. Just that plain, simple reason. Yep. And you don't have to explain to anybody else why you like it if yep. they don't. Just because you like it. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, there is one. So so important to remember that art is therapy for people. So you're supporting mental health when you purchase an original piece. And uh, there is one thing that's missing in this studio, though. (laughs) But it would require that size thing, wouldn't it? It it would. An April Van Leersburg original is uh, still (laughs) still to be had at some point in the uh, collection. (laughs) Keep you in mind for a small one. See if we can there find a spot. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there's one right up there. Hey, there I we see go. it open. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. You could do a right a, next a to ten... Hector. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Isn't he a dandy? He's great. Oh wow! Yes. What a great, great super guy. Super nice man. Yep. And uh, a pretty talented dr- guy for drawing stuff too. Yeah. I tell you what, <laughs> he has found so much success. I'm super. Yes, proud he of has. Him. Yep. It's great. Yeah. And uh, for those that are unaware, Hector did a. Uh, a caricature of me and and that's what's up there and that was just done uh one day when we were down at a market at uh, i b- believe it was a wood grain brewing oh sure uh they were having a you know local stuff you know it was yeah. arts crafts a few things here and there and uh, so saw hector and sat down and so he starts doing that and then he shows me this book about joe foss yes that he illustrated and wrote and it's like yeah wow 
got to have you on the show then. Yeah. Yeah. He's found so much success. He's been doing great. Yeah. Great guns. That has to be a, a proud spot for you as someone in the art community when you see somebody doing well. Yeah. Yeah. What's what, What's it mean to you as an artist when you see another artist? Well, I'm just really glad when I see the community supporting artists because mm-hmm. sometimes that can be a struggle. And so when I see somebody doing that well, I know that we're headed in the right direction in yeah. our community. And the arts are important. It's really Very important. Much. So it's, it's great to see. And he's such a worthy guy of that, all the accolades that he's received. And there's a lot of artists like that. And I just want to help get him recognized. And uh, we're going to be recognizing more artists on this show coming up uh, very soon. Uh, we're uh, putting together things al- along with the Sioux Falls Arts Council oh, to be featuring a lot of people that have been given their little micro grants. Oh, nice! Yes, and so we'll be uh, we'll be covering it all. Uh, in in fact, I saw the list the other day of who's applied, who's been given yeah. those micro art uh, grants, and it's amazing the diversity that's in there yeah absolutely. Uh, for different genres and and you know some will be spoken art some will be visual some will be photography some will be musical yeah. and it's just uh been been fun to see uh what's going on there uh and uh, in terms of the growth of art in sioux falls yeah how we doing i think we're doing great um i'm always surprised how many artists are out there Mm -hmm. you know we're able to you've got quite a few galleries in town and there's just they just keep coming artists just keep coming out of the woodwork and some of these people are really really talented so it's neat to see and i have yet to see a duplicate yeah you know yeah all these people have different styles even they do yeah so we've got um, a few shows. Well, again, I don't want to wreck it, but oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we got some interesting stuff. Thought coming I had up. her on the hook there. Yeah, kids. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an exciting season. Um, and I actually spent my winter winter working on photography, and that's something I hadn't pursued really in the past. And so, if there's a if, we get, if there's a show that's a little light, I'm going to throw some interesting April photography into the mix. Well, you know, I I kept seeing things on Facebook and your Instagram and so forth. And it's like, oh, man, you know, she takes really good photos, too. Yeah, it's fun. Oh. I didn't realize there was a hidden hidden agenda. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been fun. I really I I can imagine. See, that was one of my first loves of art. Yeah, it was photography. It was photography. Yeah, Yeah, because I can't draw, I can't paint. Yeah. You know, I I doodle and, and some stuff, but. uh when it comes to my artistic ability, it was photography to begin yeah. with. If you can catch that right photo. Yeah. And I had a, quite a few blown up onto metal over the winter, and boy, those turned out nice. The presentation is nice, and so we'll see if it's well-received. Right, and see, there, there's <laughs> another great example of how art has moved on yes. beyond the basics. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, it, a lot of people can do really well just by having a nice camera now yeah, because of the software, because of digital and things like that. Yeah. But uh, I always uh, hope that whoever takes up photography learns what the f-stops and the shutter speeds and everything prior to all this yeah. were yeah, and how that all interacted. But there's still beauty in a black and white photo. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just amazing what you can find in there. Yeah. But then now that, uh, you know, the different mediums that people are having them printed on. Yes, I was surprised at the options. Yes. So many options. 
It was pretty interesting. You got some curved metal pieces that can sit. Just, just so different. So yeah. many options. Well, you know, there's a drawing on that set, so maybe it needs a photo next to it. Maybe it needs a photo. <laughs> I, I got a couple that I'm going to keep in mind for you. <laughs> All right. I love it. Thank you so much, April. Uh, you know, I know that uh, you've been on a, enough times that you know the typical questions at the end. You know, when you're not part of the art scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Uh, but uh, considering the time of year that uh, this show is uh, going to be on... Where are you playing volleyball? Netbinders. Start on Wednesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I love playing volleyball. I know you do. And, <laughs> yeah. and is it all in the sand? It's in the sand. It's in the sand. Yeah. Now, do you, do you wear shoes when you do that? No. You barefoot. don't. You're barefoot in that. Yeah. So it feels like my farm kid days. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> I can imagine. Sun, um, sand, there's beer there. I yep. mean, it's a win. Life's good, huh? Yeah, life's good. <laughs> Girl time. <laughs> oh, well, life is always good when you're on this show. Oh, thank uh, you. I always enjoy our conversations and especially enjoy your art and all the art that you bring to us as well uh, with the shows. And this one especially is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Garfield Elementary, tomorrow night, 4 to 8.30, Van Art Studios, 110? 120. 120, North Phillips. Yes. All right. We're going to yeah. candy and Kool-Aid there, so oh, man. come on down. I'm going to hope to make it very briefly between two different things. All right. Okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, April. Thank you, Dave. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, I love to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. It's always fun to talk about it with this young man who is now, uh, he, he's, he's still in the lead for being the number one yes. booked guest. Yes. He is John Gaskins. He is the entertainment director of the Sioux Falls Canaries. Dave and Holly, so know. good to be here. Oh, you sang you. at the start of the show, so I will too. Okay, we can we do this like whole it. show if you like. Uh, no, it's not an opera. Okay, no. Good. 
Uh, but I was, uh, I was it, recently it, rejected from the Rainbow Chorus of Sioux Falls. So you were. It was very informal. Oh. They're just like sing a fa la 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 la, and this is after you know like three drinks. And okay. I you know I was didn't have a chance to warm up or anything, yeah. but that's okay. My husband, Need to get the, yeah. yeah. My husband's in it. They're coming out to the birdcage, Pride Night. Excellent. One of the many wonderful things we'll get to. Yes, no doubt about that. Entertainment director for the Sioux Falls Canaries, <laughs> John Gaskins. And uh, he comes on often because they got a lot of things they have entertainment for throughout the year. That and I bribe you a lot. Yes, you so, do. Yeah. It works. It does. You know, and, and, you know and, and people have realized that if they've been on and they've had a pleasant experience, uh, then I'll get an email. Uh, hey, I've got this coming up. Can we talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's rule number one is if you've been on before and you want to be on again, you get to. I try to pick my spots. Uh, so, but in the meantime, yeah. you know, here we are. and ep- uh, This is episode number 178. And in that time, we've still had over 250 separate guests. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you so don't screw around. No. You don't just we, go back we try to, the, to get to. You, yeah, you don't, you don't just go back to the well all No, the time, you no. Know? Th- those were the old broadcast days. Okay, on Mondays, we're going to have so-and-so. Oh, on yeah. Tuesdays, you're going <laughs> to. Did, did, did talk radio for 15 years. Yeah. It's sometimes it's good to have your appointment guests. <laughs> but, yes, uh, keeping it, it fresh. In, in the meantime, though, Canaries are starting on what date here in town? First game, first of our 50 parties at the Bird That's Cage. right. You like to home- I call them do, a party. I do. It's a big topic around the office, but I still contest that they are parties in a in the best sort of way because a party means a different thing to all ages. That's true. And we want all ages and aim for all ages to have a blast when they come out. Uh, it starts May 11th, Thursday, May 11th. So those listening to the podcast, uh, depending on when you're listening, uh, around true. a week from yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very exciting. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a, earlier a, than normal as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A couple uh, weeks why, earlier than Why normal. so? You got me. I don't know. Because it's the same number of games. We're going to play right. 100 games. Um, but my guess is... They're, the players are going to get a few more days off. I mean, sometimes these guys are 14, yeah. 15 days playing. And the typical thing to do is roughly a week on six or seven games at home. Then then you go six or seven on the road, and you might right. get one day. Have a travel day uh, in between. Day off. Usually they'll hit the road after their last game, which yeah. is usually on a Sunday. And then, I mean, you head off into the night taking the bus down or up the interstate somewhere around the American Association. And so uh, that, that's my best guess. All right. Same same well, number of parties. Well, in the meantime, what party are we starting off with next week? Then goodness, it's a it's a ba- basic baseball is back party. But okay. Then, uh, but then Friday night and on into the weekend. I mean, we're going to have a we're gonna have a Saturday night fever night, so disco <laughs> oriented, and that's actually right off the bat with that. And then uh, June third with Pride Night. Those are those are our first two Saturday okay. games. Fridays and Saturdays in our business, just like much of the arts and entertainment exactly. business, yeah. those are the big nights, right? Yeah. So we're really putting our eggs in our baskets for those. And uh, and the first two times out, here's the instant connection to the Dave Holly hour and the Dave Holly experience and community and empire. Um, a dream of mine the last two or three years is going to come to fruition at least a few times this year. And that is, we're bringing out some actual performers, entertainers, actors, singers, Wonderful. dancers. 
and they are going to be with us Saturday night, May 12th, Saturday night, June 3rd, and a couple others, and they're from the Premier Playhouse. Excellent. Uh, Oh, well done. We are teaming up with the Premier Playhouse. I got to tip my cap to a couple of our full-timers in the office. It's a seasonal job for me, Uh, but Whitney and Allie tracked down and you know, really got to know the, the folks, Oliver and the folks that lead the playhouse. And, you know, Oliver's a New York guy. Yeah. He comes from Broadway territory, baby. And he wants, he just wants, I'm sure you've had him on the show. He wants to just bring more life, more pizzazz, more Broadway to Sioux Falls. And they're doing it. They're doing it at the Orpheum, but they're going to be ours at the Birdcage at least a few times. Well, that's fantastic. Besides, uh, the other thing is with the Orpheum and, well, arts in general now, uh, when it comes to the theaters, yeah, there's not much downtime anymore during the right. summer. Right. Because uh, at the Orpheum, the uh, premier playhouse, Oliver was just on a week or two back and uh, talked about the fact that They've got so many different camps and educational things that are going on at yeah. that time, and uh, there's always going to be something going on that people will be able to take part in. Right. Uh, so I applaud you that you got that done. I thank you. Excellent. I, I applaud us too. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have anything to do with that one, although it's been something that I was trying to do two or three years. It's been ago. up on the whiteboard for a while. Huh? It has, and it's. And so I'm just thrilled that the Canaries are continuing to to. St- to see and find the light that this is about so much more mm-hmm. than baseball games. And, you know, f- I mean, for s- those who have listened to my, <laughs> I was going to say performances <laughs> on your show before, <laughs> but it really is, uh, you know, we really take the birdcage to be as another place of performing arts mm-hmm. and more so uh, a venue for people to come. I mean, we've used the word party, but it is an experience. Right. We want magic to happen for anybody of any age that goes there, particularly kids, because if kids love it, they'll keep coming back, which is why adults come back to Disneyland as adults. We want this to be a Disneyland of Sioux Falls. We, I mean, we do not have the amusement park rides. We have baseball games, but we have a playground with bounce houses mm-hmm. for the kids. We have tried to and have vastly improved the food you have at the game, but our goal for anybody who walks into that entrance at the birdcage on any of our 50 parties is to immediately smile and for that smile to not come off their face for the rest of the evening. Uh, and to, and it can be one of many elements throughout the course of two and a half to three hours. We've got shorter games coming up this That's year, by true. the way. That's going to be an element of the games. Uh, but whether it is the food, whether it is the customer service of our staff, whether it is something me and the entertainment staff does via live stuff between innings or on the video board between innings, because we're cooking up a lot more videos this year, um, highlighting the personalities, the sparkling effervescence of our players. Uh, you know, it, it's just uh, it's it is supposed to be the State Fair Disneyland an experience, a night out where it's not just we're going to a baseball game. We're we're going to go somewhere and have a blast. We're going to have a party, and to have some people, not just on our staff, to be able to go through with this night after night. But now, people from the Premier Playhouse vo- literally volunteering their time to do so is awesome. And it's not going to be any. And it's not going to be something that's j- you're just going to see between innings between the baseball. The whole point of this is to also have, you know, some color and some life, some characters 
to walk around. Mm-hmm. This is modeled after one of the most successful minor league baseball teams in America whose whole brand is fun, and that's the St. Paul Saints. Right. And they, their ownership used to own the Canaries, and mm-hmm. I, the golden age of the Canaries performance-wise on the field, but also entertainment-wise in the stands. When I first moved to Sioux Falls here about 13, 14 years ago, the Saints owned the Canaries. And what the Saints do that we've been dreaming about doing the last two or three years is having usher-tainers, is having not just people who are going to entertain you on the mic between innings, uh, which is usually me, sorry, uh, but it's, yeah, it's it's some characters not intrusive just stuff mm-hmm. that's going to make people of all ages smile interact with the fans give them a little something extra than just sitting there watching a baseball game sadly i'm going to miss the performance of the uh premier playhouse on may 12th okay well, yes hey. i have sixth throw behind the cubs dugout at target field you've been waiting me You've been waiting for like five minutes for me to shut up so you can tell me that. <laughs> so, you, so, you can, so you can let me eat that one. Do you yeah. say dugout? Behind Cubs? the Cubs dugout. Fifth or sixth, uh, sixth row. Go big or go home, man. Exactly. That's well, awesome. I had a good year last year. so <laughs> You did. I did. It, yeah. uh, so that's what uh, bought those tickets. Congratulations. And let's see if I you know, run into somebody and talk to them up there and maybe put them on uh, mic. Yeah. Well, then it's tax deductible, too. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> to, to you... <laughs> To you, what is? I mean, you're you're you know you're obviously a baseball fan, and see, we we have right. those. Yeah, you know, um, there's there's that solid core of those. Yeah, for for the Canaries to survive and thrive for b- big time baseball, the biggest baseball entity there is in the state of South Dakota and our region, to survive and thrive, and we may get into a conversation about moving the whole thing downtown to a new stadium downtown at some point in that's, this podcast. I mean, it's, you know, it's your podcast. You well, just, it, you it's, it's going to yeah. happen. We already know that. Uh, uh, it not, and we're not saying that the baseball stadium no, is going to happen, that, but we're going to be yeah, talking about yeah. it here in, in just a little bit. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's got to be about more than baseball but what is it right. what is it to you what what hooked you and why do you still get so giddy to go to a cubs game or go to the occasional canaries game uh the fact that uh i first of all i love hearing the crack of a bat yeah i, I love it when you can tell that a ball is going to be going over the fence yeah uh and then there's still the great uh factor of a, an amazing play somebody stealing a homer uh unassisted triple play you know things yeah. along that line yeah, they do not happen that quickly. Um, and, of course, uh, a lot of people aren't real big on pitchers' duels, yeah. uh, but a lot of people that are baseball fanatics are. Yeah. Uh, and the rules have changed to, you know, make things go faster. I, I have noticed that uh, remarkably so because many times uh, I get off work at 4 o'clock in my regular job, and typically Cubs play about 1 o'clock, 120 or something yeah. and uh, i could usually catch the last inning or so mm-hmm. not anymore right the game's over yeah uh so i i know it is uh, speeded up and uh, i'm i'm thankful for the sake of baseball that it has they still didn't implement the rule that i wish them to put in i can't wait to hear this once a guy gets in the batter box now there are some rules about that now <laughs> You do not have to take your batting gloves and adjust them 85 times between each pitch. They still let them do that? Yes. <laughs> it's They're still getting by with it. Right. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you're set. Get in there. Yep. 
The pitcher's got a, a clock now that he has to work with. But it is be working. There. The people, yes, the, the powers that be of baseball realize the sport's going to die if it right. continues to be played at the pace it does. And that's the bl- blowback and the feedback that we'll get from people who just don't want to try us out. They don't want to yeah. taste the flavors of the birdcage, literally, with the food, figuratively with the entertainment and the baseball because they and they, they think it's too slow. They mm-hmm. think it's too boring. And so at least baseball is addressing its own its own issue that way. That's true. And that's in major league at the highest level, but our league, which is an independent uh, minor league of professional players, mostly in their 20s, it, looking to move their way up, uh, Im- implementing the same thing, getting them ready for the major leagues. Exactly. Um, by having a clock, a literal yeah. running clock, which baseball has never had. It's ever, it's literally been a timeless sport yep. since the 18-whatever, 70s, and... My gosh, we're moving into the. We are finally moving exactly. into the microwave. <laughs> uh, n- no attention, uh, attention. You know, attention deficit society, where I mean, everything has to happen right now. True. So they're moving things along a little bit better. Okay, but uh, in in terms of you know the occasional Canaries game yeah. that I get to, uh, which has been pretty decent sure uh i'm a busy man so i you can't are. make it as often as i'd like to you are uh typically it's going to be a wednesday maybe a thursday night mm-hmm. that i i get out there occasionally on the mm-hmm. weekend but it is uh you know the uh the different promotions that you have throughout the year the bobbleheads uh, especially would you can get one of uh harry canary you mm-hmm. know and, and i have a, a couple of those here in in the uh, house well one of the house one down in the uh, three season room yeah and well, <laughs> That's right. you know what it is. <laughs> By the Firefly, firefly Oasis. Firefly Oasis, yep. yes. Uh, and, you know, it's fun stuff like that. And, you know, the major leagues do it, too. They yeah. just don't do it as often between innings with the different promotions and so forth. Well, the main, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and there's a reason right, why they exactly. do it less than we do. Yeah. They, their, base, their baseball is enough. Because they're in huge metropolitan areas, yep. there's and enough baseball are fans drawn there. Absolutely, it's yeah. a huge experience. Any any sporting event you can go to, twenty, thirty, forty, or more thousand people, that sells itself. Yeah. So, but you know, they still do the bobbleheads. They do different giveaways to the first, yeah. you know, thousands or or whatever. Uh, and uh, I just uh, that's always been a, a great uh, experience, even since being you know five or six years old and going to a major league game. Yeah. That, you know, you had to get something of a souvenir. Uh-huh. Something uh-huh. that you had to pick up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, over the past couple of years, uh, been into the uh, pro shop often. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our gear. We always have to get something new every year uh, as we enjoy that. And I still just enjoy sitting there and, uh, you know, hooting and hollering anytime something's going on. Yeah. You know, whether it's on the field or whether it's between innings, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the stupid things that, that we all like to say or listening to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think that's one of my favorite parts, actually, is I love just sometimes sitting there and listening to the trite things <laughs> that are said during every baseball game. Just just amongst uh, fans nearby you talking to themselves? Pretty much. They they think, you know, every one of them is an expert. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I always love that because 
you know, I know my limits. I know what I love about the game. Yeah. I know who I want to cheer on. I know why I want to cheer it on. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love the chess match that, that goes on. It, it took me a long time in life to really appreciate that part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, once you get it into your system, it's like, oh, man, this is really... An, and well, you start thinking of all the different things. But, um, you know, even with the knowledge that I have of the game, there's still so much I don't know about it. Sure. And I like to learn about it. But it doesn't seem like the people sitting in front of me or behind me when they're passing along that knowledge <laughs> really know what the hell they're talking about. Yes, but that's that's part. But of the, that's part of the that's whole That's part scenery. of the fun and spectacle yeah. of sports. Why people like sports is because uh, it's it's the entertainment that is unscripted, and a lot of entertainment is scripted. And I I love I love music concerts. Go to them all the time. I love going to plays. Just went to see Dear Evan Hansen. And we my husband and I are huge supporters of the arts community. Mm-hmm. I'd like to consider myself part of it because I because the Canaries to me are an entertainment experience and venue. And I do sing poorly and uh, dance poorly and try to get the rest of the crowd to sing and dance poorly uh, because it's much more fun the more people you have in on the act, which is why I'm excited for the actual pros uh, from Premier Playhouse to be there with us at least a few times this year. Um, but but, But the action that goes on the field... That's totally unscripted. You don't know what's going to happen any given night, mm-hmm. and, and something different or crazy or weird is going to have you talking if you're paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, which I rarely was when I went as a fan, because I have no attention span, uh, well, good. We've got a bright, new, beautiful video replay replay board that you can, that you can watch uh, what just happened. Uh, just the combination of that spontaneousness of sports, but some of the scripted and improvised Fun and entertainment we provide in between it is, uh, you know, to me makes for a magical night out, All you right. know, for anybody of any age. So 50 of them. Yeah. Once again, 50 yes. parties. Yes. Starting May 50 11. different uh, bits of entertainment mm-hmm. throughout the year as well. Mm-hmm. So plenty to go see. And awesome food. I, I, True. I, uh, got a, we've got a chef uh, in Chef Jess. She's one of the most colorful people I know. Um, she is a blast to talk to, and she is a mad scientist when it comes to the kinds of culinary creations she can make, she can make up. And yet she's doing a lot of her menu making with the canaries in our ballpark food within the confines of mm-hmm. what, you know, what a lot of people expect to get when they go to the ballpark. And so we'll have a lot of both. I mean, and our hot dogs are going to be Nathan's hot dogs this year for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Nathan's is bringing in its own line of pizza with us. But, I mean, pulled pork sandwiches. We're adding chicken wings, finally. I mean, it's just, it's it's too bad it, it, bad it took so long. But we've got chicken wings at our baseball games, and Jess is going to make sure those do not get skimped on, that those mm. will be flavorful and the right juiciness and the right texture, and they will pop. They've got gluten-free and vegan options, and she loves making up all kinds of desserts. Um, and last year, she, she had a strawberry cheesecake waffle cone to die for. Uh, and with my diabetes, I might die for it. <laughs> so it's... We, food is food is and should be a big part of any experience when anyone of any age 
especially people bringing their families and their kids to the game, are going are gonna to go out for an evening of entertainment. Instead of going out to eat before the game, trust us. Right. We've got plenty there. And I'll be the first one to admit, if you've been to Canaries games within the last 10 or 15 years, it used to be standard ballpark food. Somebody outside of our organization was taking care of that or not taking care of it. Um, You you, you weren't necessarily going to have the freshest food. That's all changed. You come on back, uh, your, your taste buds will have as big of a party as any other part of you will. That even, and it usually starts there, right? You go to the game, you should be going six. Most games start at six thirty, five thirty on Saturdays, right after lunch, or I should say, for lunch, <laughs> noon on Sundays. You should be hungry and ready to go. And so, that, and that's part of the fun is Chef Jess's fun, and it's uh, it's it's a fun new menu, and it's yeah, it's and that that gets the ball that part that also gets the ball rolling for people before the baseball even starts and we love it and uh, looking forward to it as always uh but uh what about uh recent developments what is the latest on possibly having a different stadium possibly being in downtown yep uh i know that uh, there was a a meeting this week that you went to to hear about how downtown has been revitalized Uh, over the past 20 years and uh you know and there's still a lot to be done mm-hmm. uh but uh, where does a possibility even of a new ballpark sit at this point i gotta tell you i've been talking about this possibility well before i was ever a canary's employee when i mm-hmm. used to be on the radio every day on a local sports talk show every summer that topic would come up you know the canaries do they need a new stadium? Would a new stadium work downtown? Would more people go to the games? Would it be a better product? Would it be better for downtown? How good would it be for the city? You know, and my answer, of course, this is well before I was a Canaries employee. Just go to any, go to any, name any downtown of any city near us that people like going to. Just the people that from Sioux Falls go to the most. Omaha, Omaha, new downtown park twenty years yep. ago. Minneapolis, new downtown ballpark. 13 years ago, St. Paul, new downtown ballpark about six or seven years ago. I mean, Fargo is really the only one that I can think of that hasn't done it yet. Lincoln, uh, Des Moines always had a downtown ballpark. Uh, Winnipeg in our league. Down, it, it go, Beautiful. And then ballpark. almost every Winnipeg. major league city, um, but even the minor leagues. Well, I'll ask you, why does that seem to work? Why, why, why would you want a baseball stadium downtown? Because uh, summertime, people like to go on vacation, uh-huh. and uh, downtowns have a lot to offer. Yes. And so they want to find a hotel that's going to be close to the ballpark mm-hmm. if they've got that on their agenda. Yeah. And for the Canaries, uh, first of all, w- what it would mean for the Canaries, I feel I, I don't feel the best about talking about it from the Canaries' benefit point of view first, but I will. Because it also coincides with why I think it would be awesome for all people of this city, especially even people that already love going downtown right now, because I'm one of them. (laughs) I love it downtown. I've lamented that, you know, whether it was when I was a fan or now as an employee that I can that I work and then sometimes spend a lot of most of my leisure time in Sioux Falls downtown. But with Canaries games, when I'd go to a game before I worked for the team, 
it's only first of all, it's only like a five to ten minute drive from downtown. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would go out for a cocktail or two, or go out for dinner before the food was awesome at the games. Yeah. And you know, and then I'm like, okay, now I got to get in the car and drive a few miles to the ball. Why can't it just be down here? It just it would complete the summer experience. And let's face it, we get three we get three to four decent or halfway decent weather months of the year. That's it. I mean, we could say good weather or warm weather, but we know better. Like the, our best chance to go outside and enjoy ourselves, we get four months. And in, the, and in that time, that is when the Canaries play. That's when baseball happens around here. And the, the more things we have to do with the great outdoors in a, you know, in a cosmopolitan environment makes sense. For the Canaries, it would make sense because we, we would get so much more natural foot traffic to the games. You are now not making everybody drive out to the northwest edge of town Mm -hmm. to go to a game. And it's only 15, 20 minutes for most people who live in Sioux Falls. As I said, it's only five or 10 minutes from downtown. Um, But it's... when you have it right there, when you have it right there, it's right there. I mean, how do I don't even need to explain that, right? Um, and because downtown, and this is what the downtown Rotary Club on Monday was about, which I covered for Dakota News Now, it was a look back on how downtowns just exploded. Uh, arts, bars, business, restaurants, walkers, the the whole the whole thing, how it how it changed from this kind of commerce and culture wasteland where nobody wanted to go except teenagers driving the loop, right? To what it is now, the beacon and destination of both residents and visitors. All right. Um, what it led to was not only bringing people to visit, but bringing people to live downtown. So many people live down there now. And th- these are people who are will embrace anything. Build the Levitt. Bring, bring the music to downtown outside. Okay, we'll go. Build a new baseball stadium. It's just going to make it a lot more convenient for a lot of people who already live and want to be a part of an arts and entertainment scene to be there. Plus, plus the Canaries will be revived by having all the people that are planning to go downtown to make an evening downtown. And they can plan their evening either around the Canaries or make the Canaries part of what they were already planning. And plenty of people who might just be going downtown to have a drink or have a meal, they're going to hear the sounds of the speakers from the stadium. They're going to see the lights when it gets a little dark. And they're going to go, what the hell? Let's go to a game. Because I've, I've done that in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Just, and you're just, you're just enticed. And you got you know, admittedly a good buzz going. How can we, how can we step this night up a notch beyond the awesome bars and restaurants and people watching? We already have right here. (laughs) Baseball game. It's not just the baseball. It's a lot of people watching and the new stadium. If you're, if you're familiar with the park that's configured now, I mean, of course our owners already have made designs of what the stadium would be like modeled after a lot of new ballparks. A lot of the cities I've talked about, there's just ample space to walk around entertain yourself food and otherwise people watch and have a blast of a night out that just takes the downtown experience up a notch how'd i do how was you that? did great okay. and uh, the i think the thing that i would love to see about it uh, is you know what's going to take place outside of the stadium as well uh yeah. because uh, once you get if if it uh, comes to fruition yeah I guess uh, I envision besides all the entertainment you're going to have inside the ballpark and mm-hmm. inside the confines of the ballpark area, yeah. but people are going to be walking a lot. 
and yeah. summertime we have a lot of street musicians and uh, yeah. entertainment going on and i i can see that building uh you know in downtown sioux falls already puts together quite a few people uh for the summertime you yep. know those acts are booked uh well before summertime hits yeah. Uh, and I've, I've been taking a look at a lot of people's, uh, you know, schedules yeah. uh, for this summer already. And, you know, there's people that are playing four or five times downtown. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the great thing then is that uh, afterward, you know, especially if a ball uh, game starts at 630 mm-hmm. and the game's getting shorter. <laughs> uh, so now we're talking about instead of 10 o'clock, the ball game ending. Yes. Then, you know, you're looking at uh, more like nine o'clock or even before. And people having the ability to still go out yes. and enjoy the rest of the evening, especially if it's a weekend evening. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm just assuming that you would probably continue the fireworks. Of course. Every and Friday. fireworks downtown. Ah, yeah. On a Friday night at On about fr- 10 o'clock. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're if you're at the game or not. Um, no, I mean, y- you crushed it all, on all of that. It's... It's us wanting to be, the Canaries, wanting to be more of a part of the community. We feel like we are, Mm -hmm. but location is everything. You're not just a part of the downtown community. You're now at the place that is the most popular place in town for people, again, to to visit, to dine, to drink, to entertain themselves. And now you're a part of the scene. But But the other thing that we touch up on, because the Canaries understand Okay, you got 50 baseball games, mm-hmm. and hopefully those bring in 1,000 or 2,000 people every night. Terrific. Uh, and there's no doubt, no one would doubt, that benefits the downtown area. That infuses even more business downtown. Because there are some people who do like baseball, who are coming from out of town. I meet in, in all over the country, because I meet them every night at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Part of my job is walking around and talking to people. You know, Sioux Falls is about the only thing in between Rapid City and Minneapolis. Yeah. If you're traveling the I-90 stretch and you're traveling the country and you're going somewhere else, stop in Sioux Falls. Well, what's to do in Sioux Falls in the summer? I mean, there's a baseball game, right? I mean, you want to see the downtown in Falls Park, but try the sh- try the food and the drink. But people will just this is well, this is what just I figured you had going on here is a baseball game. Exactly. Okay, so we make that fun, but again. If you do it, if you do it downtown, some people are just going there for the baseball, and of course, they're going to go out before and or after, after the game. It's yeah. going to help the downtown. It's good. and you talk about musicians. I've already brought in, you know, the, the Premier Playhouse coming out to the game. We've made an emphasis the last two or three years to occasionally have a live musician for happy hour before our game. Our mm-hmm. gates open an hour before the game. We have a beer garden, and this year it's going to be Saturday nights. We'll have a local live musician that you'd normally see at McNally's or somewhere downtown and uh, performing performing in our bar area. We're going to have a parrot head night for Jimmy Buffett fans, <laughs> as we did last year. Big Scott and Too Drunk to Fish. They're uh-huh. going to just play. That was a blast. The Parrot Head Club had their monthly meeting at the Birdcage. Oh, perfect. And partied, you know, I mean, it, it felt like they were more into the pregame performance of all the Jimmy Buffett songs from Too Drunk to Fish, but we made sure most of our entertainment that night revolved around Jimmy Buffett songs. So anyway, um, the musical aspect of it, this area where the ballpark would be, and we can, we can, we can dive into that as well to explain where downtown it would go. 
But this is a 10-acre plot of land over by McDonald's on 10th Street before you cross the Big Sioux River on the east side. And there's a lot of things that can be done with the area around it mm-hmm. that can connect it because it's not You're right near a yeah. uh, aquatic center, yeah. outdoor aquatic. Yeah, ironically, which Drake used Springs. to be a baseball. A, yes. <laughs> um, so, and I'm sure you have memories. We could get more into that, but this space, the public has you know had its chance to weigh in on an online survey. It's called the Riverline District, and you know there's there's quite a course of people who don't want baseball or a baseball stadium. They think that'd be a big waste of space because not everybody loves baseball. And what the Canaries have come back with is this will be a multi-use facility. Okay, some people thought that space would be better used for outdoor concerts. Well, we already have the Levitt. No, 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 no. no. These giant Kane Brown Journey and who the Journey goes? I think the Journey was at the Journey was Premier Center, but you know, yeah, they were. Were they? Yeah, yeah. you know, Carrie Underwood and you know Paul. I mean, Paul Simon Fleetwood Mac. I went to all those. Wouldn't it be nice to have something like that? Uh, outside in the summer? <laughs> is it, is there something far more magical about an outdoor concert? True. Well, the Levitt can't hold that many people for that big of a show, but the Birdcage could. Mm-hmm. And some people thought, well, how about an outdoor concert uh, amphitheater type of space? Well, to me, that's a waste of space because how many of those are you going to get every summer? What are you going to do with that for the rest of the year? But with a baseball stadium, there, there it is. I mean, we you got your three or 4,000 seats that are already for there for the baseball Thousands more on the field. That could be another use of the park. That could be something awesome that downtown Sioux Falls has never seen. And then there's there's the movie nights that we're already going to have at the Birdcage. So you're not at a drive-in movie. I love drive-in movie theaters. But, you know, you're sitting in or on top of your car. If you're in it, you've got the windshield and the steering wheel impeding yeah. your view. If you're on it, you got to sit on the hood or the windshield. A little uncomfortable. And then you're wondering when that FM station's going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we, at the at the birdcage, um, we're, we're going to do it a few times this summer, by the way. That's probably what I wanted to tell you. Uh, you can have these movie nights, sit in your lawn chairs, sit in the stands, Another awesome use for the community that's not just baseball that we don't have that could be downtown as another option for people to enjoy. Fantastic. Yeah. Looking forward to all of it. Yeah. And uh, hoping that uh, that downtown does become fruition. Now, uh, that might sound a little odd to some people that uh, remember me years ago uh, when they were doing the idea of having a premier events center down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I did not want that down there. Uh, I did not want that because uh, I thought traffic would be hell. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Always an issue you have to address with these yeah. things. And, uh, you know, you, you drive down uh, Phillips Avenue on a Friday night or Saturday night right now, and it's, uh, you know, it's going to take you a while to get a couple of blocks. And back then, they were everybody was smoking something, apparently. They were saying... <laughs> Well, you know, 10,000 people get out of downtown in 15 minutes after work every day. And it's like, okay, but now we've got the 85-foot-long pickups that everybody drives, mm-hmm. and then they want to turn around to go the opposite way mm-hmm. in the middle of these. And yeah. uh, it's just that part wouldn't have worked, Yeah, based especially where they were looking at putting it at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now in this location, I can go for that. Yeah. And uh, I think there's going to be great foot traffic. Uh, I also, 
at least from the things that I've also uh, heard rumblings about, is that it wouldn't be a huge 10,000-seat no. stadium. It's going to be a little smaller. Oh, I mean... And, and it's, it's going to fit the market. Yeah. Uh, our, our stadium currently holds 4,500. And yeah. there used to be nights 15, 20, 30 years ago when it was new to Sioux Falls. And the Canaries, I believe... Oh, the Skyforce were the first to come. The Skyforce were the first pro sports, yes. you know, beyond high school or Augie and USF sports to come to Sioux Falls. But the Canaries were second. And and then the Storm and Stampede followed. And in each case, Sioux Falls showed how hungry it was for something new like this. Mm-hmm. It's not just sports. It's entertainment. It's events. It's things to be at. Every one of those four teams rode that wave for several years uh, just because it was a new facility. People want to check it out. The Denny Sanford Premier Center had that. The Stampede experienced that, and so did the Storm by being in the Denny Sanford Premier Center for a few years. There's no doubt you build a new baseball stadium downtown. There's going to be the Canaries' attendance will automatically boost. Because I hear this, well, gee, attendance has been declining out there. Why why are we going to bleed the city dry by putting – because any new facility – brings new people, draws new people, and you put it downtown where all the people are already at and going anyway, it's, it's you know, it'll be a nice uptick. What we're trying to do as the Canaries, first of all, we don't know if that stadium is going to get built. We could talk about all the details about how it can get built, what kind of chances there are of that happening. It's going to, it's a long road and the Canaries are one of several options that the city's going to explore. Um, no, but we, we know it's, three, four years down the road at the earliest, if it happens, we've got to make sure the parties and our product out there is worth it to establish that it's worth the drive out to go and see what we're doing. Um, but circling back to the parking and all that, okay, however you felt about the arena, the convention center, and that being down there, and to your point about the capacity, you're not dealing with nearly as many people. Now, mm-hmm. if you brought Garth Brooks or... Uh, Paul McCartney, if he's still alive in a few years, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if you're going to have something that would fill 15,000 at the premier center, but you could have, you could have something almost as big or somewhere yeah. in between that and what you get at the Levitt, which I love the Levitt shows. I love, you know, new bands, new music that I've never heard before and sitting out on a lawn chair. Um, but we're talking about something bigger than that. And maybe it's eight or 10,000. Okay, to your point, will traffic be not ideal on those nights? No. No, but it's not ideal right now. But for these baseball games. But when they were looking at having that yeah. type of thing, yeah. and it was going to yeah. be, you know, yeah. several nights a week. Yeah. And just the fact that they kept saying, oh, but, you know, 10,000 people, 15 minutes, that's all it takes. And yeah. It's like, not a. I've, I've got a great. I've got a great line from one of the major players in making downtown Sioux Falls uh, terrific again. In a moment, it's gonna, the Canaries. There's going to be a thousand or two thousand. The stadium's going to be built probably. You know, let's. The Canaries have ha- have designs of what the stadium will look like, where on that plot of land mm-hmm. it would sit, and the plan is roughly three thousand, which is fifteen hundred less seats than we have right. now. Uh, as I meandered off into a sidetrack a couple minutes ago, we at first when we built that stadium had plenty of opportunities and some nights where you could sell the place out right. 4,500. 
You could get at least 3,000 or more there. Those days are dwindling, and they can come back with a downtown stadium, but we'd build the stadium's capacity smaller in seats, but with plenty of room to roam and plenty of room for the for big concert events and stuff beyond these Canaries games. But we're not kidding anybody. Most nights, one, two, three thousand people, that's far more manageable traffic congestion, parking, etc. Mm-hmm. It's very manageable. And whenever that is, and that's a by the way, it's that's a common sentiment anytime you build any venue especially a sports stadium or arena downtown in any city in America. What Sioux Falls is going to embark on with this argument about a baseball stadium, and there will be in the coming months and maybe years, is all that traffic and parking. and It's been done a trillion times. I, you know, I've mentioned where it's, they've built new park. Mm-hmm. How do you find, because well, how do you find the space? We've found the space, the Riverline District, okay? There's always there's always going to be a space. Target Field was just squeezed into this cranny of downtown Minneapolis. And it's wonderful. People love it. There's 30,000 people going there on Friday nights. All right. So we have these people called city planners and city engineers, and they somehow always seem to figure that all out. <laughs> Not just how we can fit this, what else we can fit there, how we can connect this to Phillips Avenue, because it wouldn't be in the middle of downtown. There'd be a bit of a walk if you're True. going from a bar on Phillips Avenue to across the river. Um how to beautify it, how to make it pedestrian friendly. Well, Sioux Falls city planners and engineers have proven to hit the mark most of the time on what we got right now. And they will again. And chances are, maybe they've thought about this already. Just chances are. And, uh, and when it comes to parking and traffic, probably build a parking ramp there. Uh, they will find a way city planners and other cities have always found a way. How do I mean, in a downtown that's already been built and been there for decades, beyond 100 years. How do you, ah, how do you build this stadium and how do you handle all those people and all those cars? It's been done many times. We have smart people who can figure that out. It can happen. All right. Yeah. What, what's the line that you saved? So Dave Munson was the mayor of Sioux Falls, and look, he was the mayor yeah. during the time where, Sioux, where downtown really got its big boom and the seeds were all planted for what it is today, right? Um, you'd know better than I if he deserves all that credit. That was b- before my time. But he deserves a great deal of credit. I don't know if I would say all the credit. Of course not. No one deserves, <laughs> no one deserves all the credit, and, and, and the Washington Pavilion was kind of the first real catalyst of downtown to bring people back to wanting to go down there, yeah, because and, now and he can, had uh, a big, and hand that was before, in, and that was before he was mayor, right? And yep. uh, he also had a big hand in okay. cleaning up uh, Falls Park yep. and getting yes. Phillips to the falls. Yeah. He he got that started. Uh, then it was uh, let's see, oh, I'm trying to remember who uh, actually got it finished. Yeah. And then when they had that celebration, they yeah. gave Munson and uh, also the previous mayor. Uh, Gary Hanson? Gary Hanson from the yeah. Public Utilities Commission yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave was uh, rightfully a part of this panel today, mm-hmm. uh, Monday, Downtown Rotary Club, of to how Sioux Falls downtown got to be so awesome. And his first priority was, uh, well, get rid of the loop, get rid of the cruising loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't want to go downtown because they're loiterers, they're teenagers, no one wanted to go there after dark. And there weren't, aren't, 
very many bars, restaurants, things to do down there, right? Uh, businesses didn't want to be there because of this. So get rid of that loop, make it more pedestrian friendly. But for God's sakes, we have we have one of the best landmarks in South Dakota outside of the Black Hills, a natural beauty, a gem sitting right there. Falls Park, waterfalls, pink quartzite. Yeah. And he said, well, when people ask, well, how do I get from downtown to Falls Park? Can I just walk down Phillips and uh, no? And again, yeah. you can tell me I wasn't there. It was nasty. It was not a place that uh, you bragged about going. Yeah, you'd have to direct people around yeah. into some residential neighborhood, industrial neighborhood. Like you had to go around Falls Park to get to Falls Park when you could just walk a straight line in there. So Dave Munson's top priority after getting rid of the loop was making it so people could just, you know, walk down Phillips Avenue and right into a natural beauty. Wow. Wouldn't that just, wouldn't that just hit on all cylinders for anybody's concept of what could make a mid-sized, isolated, middle of nowhere, Midwestern city, a, a splendor. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've got to, I mean, I, I grew up in Omaha and Lincoln. They don't have anything like waterfalls, pink quartzite downtown. They don't have that. Get up on the tower and you can see the downtown downtown skyline. I can't think of... Minneapolis doesn't really have... Very few cities have a, a, a natural gem like that, and yet most people didn't get a chance to go see it. There were probably thousands, literally, within yeah. the city that didn't even know it existed. Yes. and And so... Now you've got an awesome cosmopolitan metropolitan downtown and that, and you can just, it connects. You can walk in there, drive in there. They had to take out like a steel mill or they had to take in, out something. So Dave Munson talked about that. Okay. So uh, of course I'm taking too long to get to the point. Uh, so, he, you know, he, he really wanted that arena in that convention center downtown. Yes, he did. Um, right or wrong. He really wants that baseball stadium downtown. Um, and, he would hear all the time, and and I, I brought it up to him again today, parking, traffic, hell. Uh. And when I, and when I mentioned that, I didn't I didn't present it to him like that. I, I didn't say parking, traffic, hell. But when I when I brought that up, he did one of the biggest, most impressive eye rolls I've ever seen. <laughs> And because he's been because he's been hearing about that for 10 or 20 years, easily 20. So here's the line that took us a half hour to get to. Gee, no one seems to come. No one seems to have trouble finding a parking spot or complains about finding a parking spot. 30,000 people parade of lights every year. (laughs) Wow. Somehow 30,000 people come down, jam downtown once a year. That's a a small number. Yeah. And look, that's a a once-in-a-year event. But to think about baseball games, that might be one, two, three, four thousand. To think about outdoor concerts, that may be eight, nine, ten plus thousand. Um, Yeah, if, if it's a good enough draw and people like it and want it, then they will come and they will deal with that. And again, the city engineers and planners will find ways to make things easier on people. And you always make it easier on going to a ball game. Yeah. I mean, um, we, again, we don't know if this is going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense to me, but I'm very biased. Um, so for the time being, it's 
we've got to make it worth the drive to where we are out by the Denny Sanford Premier Center. And that's some, you know, that's, that's another area I haven't dove into yet, but um, think about how that, think about how that ballpark not being there anymore could enhance the experience of going to games and concerts out there. My guess, and this goes back four or five years, well before I worked with the Canaries, the city wouldn't mind bringing in much bigger concerts and sporting events than Mm. it already has with the Denny. This city thinks big. This city keeps exploding in population. Don't pretend for a second they don't want the NCAA men's basketball tournament here and having that place full for that. Really putting Sioux Falls on the map Mm -hmm. nationally. But to do that, you need more hotels. True. And you're going to need something more than what you have surrounding the Denny Sanford Premier Center. You take the birdcage, you put it downtown, voila, you've got some space for that district that everybody's always wanted to see pop up around the Denny Sanford Premier Center since it was conceptualized Mm -hmm. and built. All of a sudden, you've you've got that room to for the hotels with the restaurants and the bars and more parking. You, 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 it enhances that experience out there as well. All right. Well, you have <laughs> enhanced the experience of the Dave Holly Hour once again, John Gaskins. Yes. Uh, I thank you so much. And again, uh, next next week, uh, yeah. starting up. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, let's bring it. Let's zip it back. Early to the, start for the Canaries. Now. Let's zip it back to the present. I yep. mentioned the St. Paul Saints and what a downtown cultural experience going to their games are as part of their whole downtown community. It's a, it's a vision I, that's worth continuing to talk about, and we all hope happens. But the great thing about our owners is they're invested, they're interested, they want to be a big part of the investment of downtown. They've already invested in what we've got out there at the Bird Cades. It's a charming old park. And they said from day one, two years ago, we've got to earn it. We've got to earn the right for Sioux Falls to want to come back to the birdcage. Enjoy themselves and the experience you get out there. It still really is only a 10 to 20 minute drive for most people in town. And we want to get the parties going out there for the next two, three, four years so we can get the momentum going. And it's and then it's already going to be a home run downtown. It's already going to be a grand slam downtown. The saints did that. They had an, they had an aging facility. They brought entertain. They made sure to bring entertainment, awesome food, local artists, musicians, entertainers, be a whole part of the whole experience. So bang, it happened. It happened there. That's all we can. That's all we can do right now. So if, if you've listened to this point, and you're not necessarily a baseball fan, or maybe you just haven't been to a Canaries game in a while, give it a shot. You're going to love it. Yep. And if that that's all we know is that's our home for at least three or four more years, no matter what, and we're going to make the most of it, and we'll make it worth it for you. All right. Looking forward to it. Again, I'll miss the openings, but... I'll You'll be, be okay. All righty. we got 50 opportunities, <laughs> sfcanaries.com. And by the way... Some prices on some tickets went down. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's that's the part we didn't mention. It's you know, it's family friendly. You can drop your kids off at our kids zone, bounce house and playground. Our staff supervises them. Doesn't cost you a cent. Where you know you go out to a restaurant, you got to worry about with your kids on any given right. night. It's fun. It's you're out of the house. 
you got to worry about where they're at. If you go out to a city park, it's nice. Go to the Levitt Shell for music. Wonderful experience. But you guys kind of got to chase your kids around. Make sure it's, you know, it's, it's not ideal. It's nice. It's out of the house. It's not ideal. You can afford to go to our games, our parties, but also we've got an area where your kids can have a blast for a while. And our staff supervises it. You can go sit in the stands. Just enjoy your, your awesome food and your beers. Kick back for a little bit of time away from the kids, and everybody's happy. Okay. All righty. That's it. Okay. John Gaskins, <laughs> thank you as always. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a Check moment. out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, April Van Leersburg and John Gaskins. And of course, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, following on social media, and of course, just overall support of this show. It's greatly appreciated. Now, if you haven't done so so far, Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 178 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by... TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.